right, welcome back to another <laughs> special episode of Out the Box Talks. Yes. I got my brother A Level with me, and yes, I got a. Yeah, man, I'm just happy to be back. We got a special guest in the place to be. You know what I mean? This brother is like family. Swizzle. Yeah. To out the box, man. He's been with us for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm happy to have him here as an artist, you know? Because when I first met him, that's what I met him on. I met you at, um, I think it was like the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. I think it was Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. Festival, yeah, yeah. Word, word. So we here for our second episode. I'm so glad to keep it going. We got some good responses, A-Level, from the first one. Yes, we got a lot of good feedback, a lot of good feedback on Facebook. Uh, Hip Hop Thinks Out the Box, shout out to everybody on there. Uh, Charlie Taylor, uh, Julian Stout, you know, Jay Swiss, he comes on there as well too, you know, so um, we're gonna get this thing going again. No doubt, no doubt. So um, there's a lot of things we wanna talk about today. <laughs> I think um, a lot has happened, you know, as we said for the last show, um, the show airs bi-weekly, right? So we're on um, the Anchor podcast. Shout out to the people at Anchor.fm, um, which is where we're recording out of. We're recording out of their studio. Yes, sir. Um, so it airs on the Anchor.fm um, app. It also airs on YouTube. So we, 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 you know, we, we um, produce a video. And we also um, have it on a few other uh, podcast streaming platforms. So, um, you know, you can go to the website or just visit our Out the Box Radio Facebook page or Instagram page for more info. All right. So a um, lot of things to talk about. Um, always not enough time, though. Mm -hmm. But we're we working on that. Mm -hmm. um, but I got my brother... Jay Swish in the place to be. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Good yes, to be yes. Back on out the box. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, let's go into you, man. Um, you uh you got a new album yeah. that's coming out. Yes. Um, talk to the people about, well, let's just go back a little bit. Tell the people a little bit about who you are as an artist and 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 what is your mission as a as an MC. Yeah, so I'm Jay Swiss, all caps, no spaces. Uh MC. Also, I become kind of like a jazz artist favorite MC as well. Do a lot of a lot of sitting in around the city with different bands, jazz artists, places like Blue Note Jazz Club, uh, Rockwood Music Halls. Some of the places I sit in a lot and perform as well myself. Um, I've been putting out music. I put out my first mixtape at the end of 2009, so like a decade in, you know, right now. And this is going to be my first album coming up, my first album since 2013. I put out some wow. EPs, singles, music videos the last few years, but this is the first full-length project in six years. Wow. Dope. So, yeah. Six years. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah. yeah I'm like, always fine, putting yeah. out stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yo, um, I missed your show at the Apollo Theater. Yeah, yeah, the that day. was great. That was great to be part of. You know, it wasn't necessarily just my show, but to be part of the celebration that they did for the 85th anniversary of the Apollo. Wow. And I got Dope. to, you know, close out the show with my band. I actually performed there before for the 80th anniversary. But when I did that, it was like they had their house band that was, going, you know, doing it. And they did. I did one of my songs and a, a Rock Him song as they were going through the decades. But this time I got to do, you know, it's my own stuff for my own band. And close out the show, and that was that was fantastic. That was an honor, obviously. It's the Apollo Theater, so it's yeah. legendary, iconic. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Um, you know, one thing I gotta say about you, I've watched your growth throughout the years, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe I've known you for what the last six years or something. So, yeah, maybe so, five, five, six years. Five, yeah, yeah, and I've seen you go from 
you know, like different levels of your artistry. Like, yeah, you, yeah. like you didn't initially start out with a band. Like you have no. a, a band. Is that a band that you tour with all the time? That's a band that I play with, and and you know I play with that band, and I have other musicians that I know well too. Is my my circle people that I known grows. So sometimes I plug in different people, um, even on my own things. Um, but I mean, wanting to do that is is new within the past five six years. But I've always had a great appreciation for the musicianship, live musicianship. Going growing up, listening to in addition to hip hop, listening to you know like the Soul Live and Brand New Heavies and well Soul Live Lettuce. Um, yeah, Jamiroquai, just all these great, you know, musical acts that have right. a musicianship in it. So having an appreciation for that is kind of natural, too. It's not just like a, a marketing scheme where, like, oh, the new thing is to have live instruments, so let me figure out how to put that in. It's something that nat comes naturally to me. Right, right. So, yeah. So what would you describe um, what it is that you do, you know, for someone that, you know, for our viewers and people that are listening right now? Yeah. What, what would you call the, your style of hip-hop, your music? So, yeah, it's, it's hip-hop and it's authentic. Um, in in the the sense of the word that you already know, and then I kind of have like my own theme. It's authentic. It's A W T H E N T I C, and it's just leaving people in awe of how authentic and true to yourself you are. Nice. And so that's you know just kind of to inspire people, a wide range of different types of people, just by being my being myself, mm -hmm. and then inspiring mm -hmm. other people to be themselves as well. That's dope. Yeah. It's interesting that you say. I love what you said just now about being yourself yeah because that theme right there in today's you know you know landscape of music is something that's not you don't hear too often mm -hmm. you don't see too often it's like you know i guess the industry per se i don't know if you want to call it that do not encourage artists to literally be themselves everyone's trying to sound like someone else mm -hmm. you know so i applaud you and i think that's noble for you to just to put that out there and say like yeah it's cool i'm doing my thing and it's okay to be you and that's yeah. I feel like that's when you have the potential to be your best is right. if you are yourself. Like I guess you could be pretty good at being somebody else, but the best that you could possibly be is if you are yourself. That's so, true. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 powerful, man. Like, <laughs> and I think that's what um I I feel like every artist should strive for, you know, whether you're an artist or whatever field you're in, you know, like mm -hmm. um one of the things that I feel some of the some of the viewers or listeners might not know um, although I feel like if you're a true out the box fan, you would know, <laughs> is that um, Jay Swiss actually used to have a show on the out the box radio station. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, just do right. That was respect do respect do. Oh yeah. man, oh. I messed up. Respect do. I was close. Respect do. That was the show yeah. man. Oh man, I was yeah. close, right? But respect do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, let me, before I said it, I was like, yeah, right there. All right, but no, for real though, he had a show called Respect Dude. Yeah, yeah. He interviewed like a lot of dope talent. Yeah, it was cool. I had to, yeah, talk to Sky Zoo, um, Add To, um, Odyssey. Odyssey. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the Odyssey Fresh one. Daily. That was, yeah, Fresh Daily. I remember the Odyssey was probably the one that like yeah, went yeah, the yeah. furthest because he was talking about how he had a song, like J. Cole was a fan of his. Right, right, right. And like J. Cole told him like, yeah, me and Kendrick got a song over one right. of your beats. And that was when everyone was like waiting on the Kendrick J. Cole album. So like that was mm -hmm. a big deal to have to hear like about a, a physical track that existed, you know. And that was the first first time he had talked about that. So that was that was like the big one from that. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. So I brought that up to say that um, a lot of people might not know they people that do know you as an artist they they don't know that you might be that you're a journalist. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, you Actually, do yeah. journalist work. Um, I don't know if you want to. 
you know, if you feel comfortable listening to pub- naming some of the publications, but um, I know that you've done journalist work on on a prestige level. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that yeah, that's what I, I went to school. I went to school for journalism at UNC Chapel Hill, and then I wound up getting a unofficial degree in, in music because <laughs> that's what really started me getting in the studio, being there and everything. But I went to school, you know, for journalism, for broadcast journalism. But I've written written for New York Times, um, BET, Dime Basketball Magazine, some places like that. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, the reason why I brought that up too is because I'm I'm curious to know. I don't really meet a lot of artists. Although we're seeing like we're seeing that happen now, like we're seeing like artists like Nori and and Joe Button, yeah, yeah. they they go from from rappers to actual radio hosts now. Yeah. But um, I don't really see a lot of artists that um, you know, dabble in both. And I'm curious to know like how does journalism inspire or, or impact your music? It's funny, I guess. I guess that affinity for words is is kind of the same. I don't see directly. How it how it like impacts my music having that background in journalism, but people always say like, oh, you're good with words, so it must be, you know, must be feeding itself in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, it actually ties into because I talked about the album, but I didn't say the title of the album. The title of the album is "Every Word Is a Dollar." Okay, we gonna get into mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah. but it kind of goes it kind of goes with that with that idea because it's like a personal statement about myself in that it seems like the value in what I do. People have recognized the value in what I do. It has something to do with words, whether it's, you know, the writing or the interviewing or, you know, the writing and and making songs and performing that way. Mm -hmm. You know, for most of my adult life after, like, I gave up my dream of wanting to be a basketball player, you know, (laughs) you know, it's it's been, you know, whether what I gotten paid for, what I gotten props for, it's always had to do with, oh, you know, you're a great journalism writer, great journalism interviewer, you're a great MC, you're a great performer. So it's always got to do with words. Mm -hmm. And that's like, what's the most value that it seems like I bring, Um, whether it's prose or it's rhyme, it's, it's the words. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. Yeah, it's just a question I had because um, I see how dedicated you are to both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I want to do? Actually, we got the new album that's coming out. There's yeah. a single out. I want to take a break and I want to go into that single just so people can hear it. Yeah. And then when we come back, we'll talk about it. Do you want to introduce the single? Yeah, so this is a song, single off of Every Word is a Dollar, new album coming April 5th. This one is The Gift. Let's go. Check it out. Word. So we're back to Out yeah. the Box Talks. We just took a quick music break because we got my brother Jay Swiss in the yeah, place yeah. to be. He has a new single out called The Gift. Uh, we just played it. Yeah. So if you listen to the station, uh, Out the Box Radio, you, you got a chance to hear that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the album now. Um, give mm-hmm. us the title of the album and, and, and tell us about um, the direction you're taking it with this. Yeah, yeah. So the album is called Every Word is a Dollar. Um, and like I said earlier, it's, it's a personal statement about myself in that, you know, my affinity for words, you know, I feel like that's the, the greatest value that I got in the most props. That's what I'm like here to kind of deliver, you know, is the words and the inspiration that could come with that. And then also a um, just a general statement about like the world, um, you know, too, and that I feel like if you consider you know, the cost, which is nothing really. Um, words are basically like the most valuable thing in the world because they mm-hmm. cost nothing to produce. But, you know, you could change people, their attitude. You right. could move countries, right. move right. movements, all that just by just with words. And just think about even the people in history that have this great legacy just because of what they were able to do with words. Mm. 
you know, and like I said, they cost absolutely nothing, you know, to produce. Maybe if you want to record a word in a certain way, you got to, but to bring words out of your mouth for people to hear them, it costs absolutely nothing. Mm. And so it's like I said, a personal statement about, you know, myself and the world. And then realizing too, if like, if words are the thing that are kind of like my superpower and what I have the greatest control over, and that also happens to be what is like the most valuable thing in the world, then that's something powerful. You know, if the most valuable thing in the world is what you have the greatest wow. control over, then you that's got profound. some power. And so wow. it's like with realizing that, you know, what are you going to do with that? Mm. And so that's the idea of, of every word is a dollar. Yeah. Wow. It, I love when um, yeah. artists like break down because I wasn't even thinking it that's was going real, that far. But now I couldn't have put it any better, man. That's that's dope. And it's funny because I had I actually had the title um, for probably like three years now because it was before it hit me a few months before I put out the No Music EP mm-hmm. that this title really hit me. And then during that time, I read um, Quest Love memoir. I'm going to forget the, the name of the, the book now, but mm-hmm. he talked about like the titles for the Roots albums and how he would always, there would be three things. He said they would be a personal statement about the group. They would be a personal statement about the world. And then they would also be a, per, a statement about like hip hop. Mm. And like I thought about my title, I was like, every word is a dollar isn't necessarily, I didn't see it as a statement on like the state of hip hop. Like they would also have with their things. But, um, but I was like, oh, those two things that I had in mind, you know, it was two of the three that they were also having in mind with their right. title. So it was interesting. So like things fall apart, you know, right, like right. he was talking about how that was like talking about the world mm-hmm. in general and like the state of hip hop and then also a state about, you know, them as a group, wow. you know, so it was interesting how that's, that's similar thinking in what and I was thinking the about this Shino title. And book is Chiba's book too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, just, yeah, It's just yeah, funny yeah, how yeah, that yeah. all tied in, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that was funny, but yeah, that's the thought thought process that went into the album title. Dope, dope, dope. So we seeing that in April, right? Yeah, April fifth. Yeah, yeah. And it's wow. gonna be a good balance. Like if you heard, like you see me live working with the band, and you've heard like the No Music mm-hmm. EP was very much like a, a live band sound. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be less of a live band sound. I, I worked with you know even producers that are also musicians as well, so you get some of that flexibility of it's not just like you know, throw on a loop that sampled and, you know, just play the whole song like that. You know, there's this full song development, you know, there's there's bridges and everything like that mm-hmm. from working with people like that. But it's not going to be a sound that just sounds like a live band sound on it. How long have you been on this grind, man? You know? So I said technically you could say it's like in the 10th year now because I put out my first mixtape um, December 15, 2009. I Am Robot was an individually most ridiculous of brilliance out today. It was an acronym. <laughs> that was the first the first. It's a brilliant tape. guy right here. And, um, and yes, yeah, so I put out that mixtape December 2009. Um, I remember the first time like I did a performance where my name was actually on the bill was maybe like two or three months after that. And then it's just been wow. nonstop after that. Yeah. Wow. So what would you offer, you know, or what would you say to, to people out there that are really trying to do things from an independent level because people have this kind of perception of the industry and the music industry like when they see something on television or hear it on the radio that it's just going to mm-hmm. be easy i'm going to do this i'm going to do that and no one really has a set understanding of why they're going into the business and how long of a stretch it's going to be and how much endurance yeah. they're going to need well i mean even if you don't go the independent level i don't think it's ever like easy mm-hmm. and then also too like doing it independently now doing a lot a lot of that individual control, you know, is what I like, but there's also no wrong way. I mean, maybe you go the major label route and that could work for you, mm-hmm. you know, too. The one thing that I say, though, is like the music business in general and then especially being an artist, like it's not, it's honestly, it's not a good business decision. Like, don't think of it as like, oh, 
I can make some money as an artist. I don't really I don't really love being an artist, but I want to do it just as a as a career, you mm -hmm. know, to make some money mm -hmm. because it's it's really if you look at it from that perspective, it's a horrible business decision. Ooh. Like and, <laughs> and we really don't need any more people that are really to, in my opinion, it's my opinion personally, like, that are approaching it for that reason. Yeah, yeah. There's a legacy that's that's involved with this. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's but it's so uncertain and it could take so long and there's so much you need to put in before you really get the return. It's really not like a good business decision. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if I didn't really like love to do it, then it would make no sense to be doing this. Right. So it's like if you think like, oh, like that looks cool and it seems like it can make me some money. Like I never really wanted to do this, but let me try to do it for that reason. Right, right, right. That then it's it is stupid, <laughs> you know, really. Um, and I'm and I'm only doing it because all the practical reasons would tell me not to be doing this and not to be putting in this time. But right. you know, I love to do it. I feel like I have something to offer for it, and so that's why I'm doing it. And there are just so many other avenues and other areas that you can be other than just being on camera or in front of everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could be, you know. Uh, concert promoter you can be a key grip you yeah, can yeah. be you know, there's so many different things that you can actually maximize your potential and just being someone that's actually just taking up space you know when someone else can be filling that space who was meant to be doing that and actually wants to do yeah that. or you could be that person on the mic and, and make songs but you could do it as just a hobby too i mean mm -hmm. there's no but i'm saying like to take it on as like a full-on career mm -hmm. i mean if you're gonna do that like you really have to want to love it enough and be willing to put in the time enough to realize that like it's not a smart practical you know decision to do it as a full-on career wow that's um that's wisdom man <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i feel like a lot of people start out not having that insight um so it's good that you're able to share that yeah and i'm i'm, de I'm definitely seen that myself you know? yeah <laughs> i feel like all of us have seen that right yeah, man. um but yeah, you really have to be passionate about this. Yeah. You know, um, I could just speak about the multiple times where I contemplated stopping out the box radio, but it's it's almost and I've told you about this A level, like this thing kind of feeds my soul. Like it, mm -hmm. it just I do it really because I love it. And I know that's a cliche thing right. to mm -hmm. say, but it's the truth, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're actually um, doing something with like, I mean, I remember when I met you at Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival, like you know, you were getting the word out about it, but I was definitely familiar with what you were doing already. Salute, so it's, it's not like nobody is listening, no one's realizing, right. you know, either. Right, right. Someone's always that. watching, oh, yeah, someone's yeah. always listening. That's yeah. what you always have to remember. It may not be a thousand people. So it could be just one person, but, but so long as that one person is being impacted, then you've, you've fulfilled what you've been trying to do. Definitely. You know? Word, word. So um, I just want to, like, talk about some of the... Current things that's happening in the news. Yeah, I know recently, um, what was it? Uh, Spike Lee just won the award, his first award, for, his first Oscar for, for best film adaptation screenplay. Yes, and yes. it was for Black Klansman, right? Black Klansman, yeah. Right, right. So I mean, I, I've been speaking to you about this A level, and you know, Swiss, you could give your your points on this as well. Um, in, in reference to Spike Lee and his impact on hip hop and like, what does this mean in terms of Spike Lee's legacy? And because he's he's had a big impact. Spike on Spike Lee has had a long legacy on hip hop. We're going back to the 87, 88, 89, uh, do the right thing, you know. And it was just interesting that that's the statement that he made mm. in his speech when he jumped on Samuel Jackson. <laughs> and he was like, you know, wow, this is great. And when he made a speech, because, you know, Spike is always going to make a speech. 
Yeah. He's going to make a statement no matter where he is. That's what he does. And he just made a mention about, you know, Donald Trump and everything that's going on right now. And he was urging people to, you know, in the 2020 election, get on the side of um, of history and do the right thing. Do the right thing. I heard that. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, he uses the title of his own movie in a statement to make a profound statement, you know, like that. I thought it was dope because, you know, we had uh, uh, how many people that really came out of that whole movement? Um, Public Enemy. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, that whole shut them down and um, fight the power. Yeah. That was do the right thing. Yeah. It, it don't get any more hip hop than that. That's real. Spike's films really set the platform and set the stage for a lot of, you know, iconic hip-hop groups to get out there and that we know them today. Mm-hmm. So without Spike, you know, hip-hop wouldn't be what it is today. Spike was in a scenario video. Right, yeah. right, right. I don't right, think right. people remember that, you know. Spike was always there, you know. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say that at the time they were recording this show, it is still Black History Month, so he actually won it during Black History Month. But his speech was interesting. Yeah. Your, your thoughts, Swiss? My thoughts on it is that, you know, it's it's cool that, you know, he won it, but at this point, like, his legacy is so much bigger than that. Mm. Like I was saying, like every every year somebody wins an Oscar. So like in the decades that he's been doing it for, there's been how many Oscar winners, but mm-hmm. how many people in the time that he's been around can say that they've ascended to a level of a Spike Lee? That's real. Like that's that, true. so he's got, he's Without already got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's already got something that's worth like much more Oscar. I mean, the Oscar just says basically that's like another fan in right. addition to like the millions of that's almost like you know you're an artist and you got like you know five million fans and then you just got like a thousand fans that are supposed to be important people mm-hmm. that also say that they liked you but you got five million fans so it's right right you know that's how I, I feel about it. so i guess i'm happy for him it seemed like it meant something to him you know he was excited about it but he's already like i mean i think you have to win like 10 Oscars, you know, to be normally to be like in the same conversation of being like a Spike Lee. So, I mean, this is just an extra little notch on his belt. I mean, you're looking at a guy that literally makes films dependently or independently, you know, from the moment he started his career from, you know, she's got to have it to Malcolm X. I mean, that's, that was a whole, that's the whole independent spirit right there. I mean, they, you know, um, Warner Brothers, I believe was a company that pulled the plug on the movie during production. He went to Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan and all these people to get that film made. They pulled the plug on it when they were in the editing room, mm. you know. Mm. So he was going to make a film one way or another, and him setting off that kind of independent spirit, you know, mm. it's kind of really sparked off this movement now that you're not you're seeing now. Mm. You're seeing your Kendricks and your Drakes and people that are really not using uh, a traditionally prestigious award shows like Grammys and Oscars to validate their careers. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said before, it doesn't matter now. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm way much more of an iconic figure yeah. and I'm not going to use an Oscar award to define who I am. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, if you're talking about Spike, like Spike Lee, like if, if a Spike Lee film is coming out, like you're going to sell that film by saying Spike Lee directed it. Like if he was an up-and-comer, then maybe you might say like directed by Oscar award-winning director, you know, whoever, but... If Spike Lee puts out a film, you're not going to get people to go to it by saying, this is Oscar award-winning Spike right, Lee. Right. It's just Spike Lee. Yeah, you don't need to film. say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's already been to that level where he's the draw, right. not the whatever the award. So, you know, he's already bigger than that. I mean, I'm happy for him. Congratulations. But, Which is inspiring yeah. because he did that independently. 
Yeah. He developed his own name, his own brand from an independent level. And I think that is just real for anyone out there to be inspired by that, is that yeah. you can you can build your own wealth by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? So also in the news, um, and I posted this, I feel like last week at you know, um, in the Hip Hop Things Out the Box group, um, De La Soul has an album coming out that's supposed mm-hmm. to be produced by uh, Pete Rock and DJ Premier. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? Man? Yeah, was it? Is it like two albums? It almost seemed that's like what, it was like a based double on what album I read, it albums? seems like yeah. it's two albums. But I feel like it's just this one main album, and there's like another um, special album that comes okay. after. I don't know if it's an EP, gotcha. but I know. From from what I read, it says um, that they're both producing that at least that one follow up album. Um, but I'm just curious to know, like, I think it's great news. Oh yeah, right. Um, but do you feel like I feel like Dela has their own sound? Do you feel like this is like on paper it looks great? But do you feel like this is necessary? Um, for I don't see anything wrong with it. I okay. mean, for the most part, Dela has been that kind of group where they don't really just stick to one yeah, specific exactly. sound their entire mm-hmm. career. I mean, they started out their career with uh, Prince Paul. And by the second album, De La Soul is Dead, they started producing on their own mm-hmm. for themselves. And then they move into the whole Jay Dilla era, you know, and then they go, you know, the Artificial Intelligence series, yeah. you know, and then they move into, what was, what, who who produced on the last one? Was it Ninth or? It was a bunch of people. It was a mix. And even, Super you know, Dave they even West, had like yeah. you know, two chains on the songs and stuff. And, yeah. and then they put out projects like, you know, they did a whole album with just Dilla Beats. Okay. And that's what I love about De La. They They always think, these ideas that I always think about, like, yo, that would be dope if, yeah, you yeah. know, this artist <laughs> join music on this producer, you yeah, know, yeah. and stuff like that. They do those kind of albums. Mm. And I think this is dope and refreshing. I mean, would I would like to hear an album like this ten years ago? Sure, you know, right, what I'm right, I would right. love to hear it a lot mm-hmm. sooner. But I'm not mad that it's not coming out. That right. it's coming out now. I guess my question is really like, how does Primo and and uh, Pete Rock on a producing a whole De La Soul album? Mm-hmm. How does that further their legacy? Does that make a, a another impact on their legacy? I think it's just them just making dope music. Okay, it's just yeah. yeah I yeah. just think it's making dope music, and you know, for two iconic. Hip hop producers at that. I like yeah. they're pretty much in my my holy trinity full horsemen of yeah. hip hop producers anyway. Indeed. So and I think that I was gonna say I think they're great producers too in that they have like their own sound, but I think they also like work know how to work with artists right. and like really try to get the best out of them. Like they don't I agree with that. They don't yeah. just like make beats and then say just do whatever. Like they know how to like actually produce, you know, a project right, right, right. produce. They're from artists. that class of producers that really don't exist like that anymore. Right. And these are DJ producers mm-hmm. that cut and scratch on beats. You know, you don't really hear that too much these days. And that's what I grew up listening to both of them, you know. That's what's up. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I just had to ask that question, but I think <laughs> it's gonna be dope either way. They they just always kind of deliver whatever they put out. Yeah, so, I'm excited. I'm definitely yeah. excited. I want to yeah. check that out. Any new music y'all listening to? Any anything you listen to, Swiss, that just came out within the year? Oh man, um, trying to think of mix. Uh, favorite project to come out in the past year, hip hop wise, specifically, is definitely the Saba album. Um, oh, yeah, I heard me. about that. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, also, I listen to like outside of hip hop too. So there's like this group Butcher Brown that's kind of like a a jazz fusion kind of funk band. Right. 
kind of great affiliate with them. This um, guy Braxton Cook, he's a sax player, yeah, I'm um, with singer, you know, who's real dope. I just got hip to this band connected with um, out in the UK called Jakul. Okay. Um, the first song that I heard is kind of like a hiatus coyote, you know, vibe. Okay, okay. Um, you know, that's cool. People that I'm working with, um, you know, two homies, uh, Marcus Machado, guitar player, who he's on right, right. Album. I forgot to talk about um, that. Also, yeah, yeah, he's so he, yeah, he, I mean, he's. He produces and he's a guitar player, so he's on the album. We had the the EP that we did together. Yeah, yeah, him yeah. is producing Black um, Summer, right? Yeah, the Black Summer. Yeah. Um, he's been doing a lot of stuff with Farrell Mont. So, um, like the song with him and Fame oh, on it, he like he's like he's playing on that, like kind of producing on that. Yeah, he's dope. Um, FKA Jazz um, is a sax player. His, his stuff is kind of like jazz and electronic, a little hip hop. You know, sure. too, that he's doing that's dope. So, a lot, a lot of really dope people. I'm gonna stop there because I'm gonna forget so nah, many. It's, it's but okay. I just gave you a few. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I just wanted to highlight, um, really for the top of the year, because you know we're only in, well, we'll be in March by the time people hear this. But um, it's only been a couple months in, and it's been some really good product projects. I gotta shout out to Smith and Wesson. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they just put out an album, uh, produced by Ninth Wonder and the Soul Council. Yeah, it's yeah. called The All. And I really, really like that album. Um, I also want to highlight Zarface meets Ghostface. That's 7L and Esoteric and Ghostface, Ghostface Killer. They put out a collabo album, dope album as well. Um, I got to shout out John Robinson, um, also known as Lil Psy. Mm -hmm. Um, He just put out a project. um, It's... I want to say it's a soundtrack, but I don't think it is. It's just music inspired by a film. Oh, um, okay. There's a film that came out. I'm not sure how long ago, but it's it's online for you to watch. Um, it's called The Secret to Balling, and it's like dealing with like um, like giving little you know tips and insight on you know getting your financial you know status together. You know, mm. um, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I believe Damon Dash is 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 highly involved. And he's like he's in a number of the interviews, and there's a few other artists. Really? I think Snoop is on it, and I gotta give props to John Robinson because he's been doing a lot of work that's just putting what we consider hip hop education in the music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And he has an album coming out with um Jay Rawls that's all about that hip hop education. So mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that. I definitely want to try to bring him on the on the on the show at one point. But yeah, I just really wanted to shout that out. Yeah. Um, we getting ready to get up, get up out of here. But Swiss, I thank you for yeah. being here. Any thank last you for words? Me. Yeah, no doubt. Any last words you want to say? Um, you know, for the people before we go. Man, new album April fifth. Every word is a dollar, so pay attention. <laughs> uh, the gift is out now. By the time hmm. by the time it's out, the video for the gift should be out too. So I won't talk about too much about that. But it's a real cool concept. Um, so definitely check out that video. Uh, it's going to be on YouTube, whatever the channels. And uh, April 5th, April 5th, and April 13th, the album release show is going to be at uh, Rockwood Music Hall, uh, Stage 2. It's a Saturday, 9 p.m., so come out to that. It's going to be going to have the live band, as usual, and it's going to be a real, real good time. Keep me, keep me with that. We're going to share that yeah. on the, um, you know, the page, the out-the-box page. Word. Word. Last thoughts, A-Level? Yep. Shout-out to Royal Vision. You know, yep. royalty is in your vision. You know, Edward Fresh Prince Harris. You know what I'm saying? Word. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Shout out to my sister on the camera, Talia Jim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my sister Leslie, yeah. mom, everybody, my wife, my daughters right now, left them at home. Shout out to the Marsons that are able to babysit right now so I can be here and doing this thing right now. This is dope. Word. Shout, shout so, out to everybody that hold us down, word. man, and, and support us to make this happen. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you again, Swiss. We're going to uh, ride out with some music. Is there anything you think we should play? Um, let's want to do something else from you. Ooh, that, what should we or anything play? Anything you what rocking play? with? What should we play? Let's play. Let's play something off of that. Um, that Saba project. Okay. Let's pull. Let's let's play life. 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 That's my song. Yeah. All right. We're gonna do that. <laughs> so keep it locked. Remember, we do this bi-weekly. Out the box talks. It's on the Anchor.fm app. Um, we are recording out of the Anchor podcast lab in in Manhattan. So shout out to Anchor. Um, and just keep it locked. We're gonna have a lot more interviews coming up. Um, and we'll be here. So stay tuned. Peace. Peace.